right. I am Paul Varnado. This is the ATL Career Journey Podcast. And this week's guest, I've got Judy Romano here. She is an executive with IHG. She's currently a CFO for commercial and technology. Uh, I worked with Judy at Equifax. Um, she's an amazing person. She's really done a lot of things uh, to sort of think new ideas creatively about how to um, how to use social media, um, how to leverage a lot of what's happening today. So, uh, Judy, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'll let you kind of explain from your perspective how we met and how we got started. Uh, hi, Paul. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you and I have been actually talking about this po- uh, podcast over a year, so it's incredible to, uh, to, to see that you were able to give birth to it, so to speak. So uh, we met a year ago. Uh, you are also ex-Aquifax, but there physically, we never crossed their paths. We met at a networking event uh, about a year ago, and ever since that, we really hit it off. I mean, we have uh, continued networking, sharing uh, and exchanging ideas, paying it forward, uh, uh, introducing people to each other, and also became friends over time. So uh, that's the journey, and I think this is a great testament that a one-time event should not be a one-time, but it should be something that we continue and uh, and work at that networking opportunity because one never knows what it takes us. And here we are, a year yes. on. And you've inspired and, uh, me to work out as part of your, uh, your side venture. So um, I, I definitely need some accountability in the exercise department. So thank you for that Healthy as well. Healthy body, healthy mind. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, it's a good stress reliever too, especially That's these right. days. So, so Judy, tell me a little bit about your background. Um, where are you from? Um, where did you go to school? What did you study? Things like that. So my background has been uh, centered on now what? Um, Growing up in Hungary, life has always been about solving complex problems. I always had an end goal in mind. Um, I had incredibly capable parents. My parents, my father was born in the occupied territories under the Russian rule. And when he was 15, his family was allowed to go back to Hungary. And my mom was born into a privileged uh, family. But after the war, uh, their family lost everything as a result of nationalization of private properties. So my dad at 17 went to college and had his parents support their family. And when they married, they had to create opportunities for themselves because they both um, were there with not much support from family. And this is what I learned from them at a young age. They visualized success, one step at a time achieve their objective. And this has always stayed with me. Um, I always knew my end goal was to create opportunities for others as they have created for me growing up. Um, I went to school in South Carolina, and um, I tell you about that story and maybe uh, in other questions so that you could <laughs> share about uh, how I made it there, which is a story on itself. But the most important lesson I learned early in life was you have to believe you can do it and visualize what achieving your goals would look like and take an action. So I usually say, and I think you have heard me say it, get it done. Yep. Don't let anything stop you, but focus and move forward. It's a great mindset for sure. So what, um, so coming out of South Carolina, um, did you always know you wanted to be in the finance um, sector? Um, how did you kind of get started with that? Were there classes that you took at, at, uh, at uh, college or was there some work experience that you had that felt like, you know, you're really good at this or you've got a passion for it or you can really add some value into that, that part of the company? Maybe I think it's worth uh, sharing a little bit how I made it to South Carolina because that's a lesson on itself before I get to what I studied. And um, so I I think about um, 
90 day chunks, you know, you do the first 90 days. Uh, the first 90 days will determine a lot of what happens afterwards. So in this case here, uh, one of my most memorable and challenging 90 days happened when I came to this country 31 years ago. Um, I met a family on the streets of Budapest. I was studying, it was raining, studying English, it was raining, they offered me the umbrella. We became friends and as they say, the rest is history. They have yeah. become here. And as uh, the father of the family was a professor at the University of South Carolina, um, he presented me to the president. And after having proven that I was a good enough student to invest in, I got a presidential scholarship for four years. So the first 90 days uh, determined a lot on how that first semester went. So I, I, um, lot of res uh, I had to become resilient. I had to, uh, I had to uh, be a quick problem solver. And I had to visualize that success because I knew that going backwards was not an, not an option here for me, right? Yeah. So that, uh, and, and then visualizing the success, what I needed to do, have good grades at the end of the first semester to keep that scholarship kept me, kept me moving forward. So um, also learning from mistakes along the way uh, and quickly adapting. And those are all skill sets that we use every day, but especially under these difficult uh, uh, times that we are living. Mm -hmm. uh, finance numbers have always been a passion for me. Uh, I um, have been a logical thinker. I did math competitions ho at home. So the, the, the journey just somehow evolved as, as you know, you started taking initial classes, learned about the different uh, path that one can take in business. And finance has always been uh, one where logical thinking, I like objective, logical, data-driven thinking. Mm -hmm. And finance seemed to have given me uh, uh, that path. I think uh, also accounting was a little too strict. Uh, I, and I, later on life, I mean, 25 years on, I use accounting. I learned a lot of it, but it's a base rather than something that I do every day. And, gotcha. um, and uh, so here I, I would say probably just thinking about it that I'd say that life is full of sprints. And these sprints help you to move forward. And getting the first 90 days off right is very, very important. So might it be when I came to this country, when I start a new job, when you start a new relationship, the first 90 days and imagining your success will be the one that gets you forward and helps you achieve those successes and learn from your mistakes is a part of that journey. Yeah, that's really important. I think setting those short-term goals is critical because it's really daunting to think, okay, what am I going to be doing four years or 10 years from now? Um, setting those short-term goals, whether it's uh, with your professional career, we were talking earlier about working out, you know, I mean, if you're going to lose 30 pounds, you can't think that way. You've got to say, what am I going to lose this week? And how am I going to get there? So those, those goals and achieving those kind of build that success and that continuation of it. So that's, that's really smart advice. Yeah, I think, I think it's at work also. So, I mean, the obstacles could be massive. I mean, nobody, I, I usually, you know, you have this white elephant uh, 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 that people use. You have, to, you have to bite it one bite at a time. But I usually, for young people, I usually coach them and say nobody runs up to the Himalaya. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of base camp. You stop, you think about it, you strategize for the next one. You move up, you move up. You have to maybe come back down because it didn't work as you planned. And I think that's what is the most important thing. When you have that challenge ahead, and you see that you bite-size it, whatever that small chunks are, because yeah. if you think that far ahead, I want to be a CFO when I grow up, and then nothing other than that will make you feel successful. 
but that also means that you are going to eliminate a lot of other options that could come into the journey because you are so dead sad. So yeah. that's why I think the, the, the sprints allow you to maintain that flexibility and agility to adapt your journey because there's not one way to success. Yes. And the sprints and, be the, and the agility that you just mentioned is so critical in today's world because so many things change um, and you've got to be adaptive and be ready to pivot when you need to, you know, whether it's personally or professionally. So, so let me ask you this. So you come out of South Carolina. Um, tell me about your first job. How did you get that? What did that look like? And where did you think your career was going to go at that point? So uh, I, have, I was very fortunate. Despite being international and there, they told us at that time in 93 that that was limiting factor, getting visas and being sponsored. I actually had three or four opportunities. And I chose the Big Apple. I have never been there before, but I decided that that was a way to go. I lived and grew up in the largest city in Hungary. Uh -huh. So I went up to New York City and uh, joined Liz Claiborne. And Liz Claiborne, uh, anyone who remembers the company no longer exists, but anyone who remembers, I mean, that's all about fashion merchandising, international. It's a, for a woman. It's a dream job, right? Yeah. And um, I joined them in their training program back then. It was a rotational program between corporate uh, um, out in the stores and the division. So they gave us a, a lay of the land, mm -hmm. but we could see how a large corporation works from a corporate headquarters point of view, but we could also see how one division works. And then at the end, seeing also the customers, who buys our product, what are we doing? What is you know that end in mind? That everything what we do has to center around the, 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 uh, the customers. And I ended up uh, uh, fortunate that I could start my journey. The first job out was international finance. So Excellent. I was extremely fortunate because this rotation allowed me a rotation in international finance. And I stayed there. And ever since that, as they say, 25 years on. It's, yeah. Um, Caught it's the bug early, right? Sounds like it was right. a, great, a great foundation for you to sort of build upon your career. Um, so that's, uh, I know that there are internships with larger companies that, provide that sort of exposure and rotation. So it sounded like it fit really well with what you wanted to do with your career. Yeah, those internships, I think, or those opportunities, training programs are, are, are absolutely uh, uh, essential because they give you short enough stints, but long enough stints where you could see what it's all about. And you have a few of those and you could determine maybe where your skill sets, your interests, your career aspirations lay, and, and you could pursue it. And it's also just, forces you to keep an open mind. Yeah. I think it was a very good uh, base to start from. Great. So I know fast forward a little bit, you had, you spent some time in London or in the UK. Um, tell me about that transition from the States back to Europe and what was that like? So, yeah, so I joined uh, after, so I went and worked for Compaq and after Compaq was uh, acquired by Hewlett Packard, uh, both my husband and I left. And uh, I went to work for um, McKesson and McKesson Technologies. So I continued with the path of working for a technology company. And this time it, the industry was healthcare. And a few, uh, four years here in Atlanta, uh, we, I got the opportunity to move to, to the UK. And uh, I had a CFO, CEO role there for eight and a half years. Incredible opportunity. It's a smaller unit. I was able to be a part of the leadership team. And with that came that the breadth and depth of experience was so much more meaningful because I was mm -hmm. able to have my hands in a lot of things. So operationally, working also with the sales team, development team, uh, customers. So, so it allowed me to, that eight and a half years was fundamental in the development and in my career journey. Gotcha. Right. And so um, you had a, a, 
a, an unfortunate series of events in your career that uh, allowed you to come back to the States. Tell me a little bit about how you um, dealt with that and how you rebounded and kind of what that sets you up for success today. So, so the, the time in the UK came to an end when uh, we, we, both the chairman and myself, advocated for our division to be sold. We were too small, too complicated, not a strategic fit for the large McKesson Corporation at the time. And eventually the board listened and uh, they went through the, the, the sale of the, the assets. So that was very tough. I mean, despite it was strategically the right thing to do, I would recommend it over and over again. Obviously, personally, that was not uh, what one would have liked, which was the end of that uh, eight and a half year journey in the UK. So, so coming back, um, uh, obviously, um, I started looking for my next opportunity, uh, and I call that period character building. So, this was absolutely a swing when, really, when I went to the UK, uh, LinkedIn and social media, uh, digital platform was really not there. That was 2006. So when we came back in 2014, I realized I had barely any contacts in LinkedIn. I, my network moved on and I needed to really start from ground zero. So I think the time there, those months that I, I, I was in um, job search were, were profoundly uh, changing the way I thought about my network and how important it was uh, to maintain that network. It's a uh, it's, a, it's jogging, it's not a sprint. So, so ever since that, and that was back in 2014, six years on, I continue with the networking, with, with connecting and paying it forward with people mm-hmm. because, because uh, this is what it's all about. It's, this is a 21st century and it's all technology based. So, so that was a challenging part. And, and, uh, and at, at the end of the journey, I was able to join Equifax as their international CFO fantastic opportunity to continue uh, building new skill sets and uh, tool sets and, and managing 24 countries globally, the cultural complexities, the languages, uh, the time zones um, uh, were, were quite, uh, quite an incredible challenge to rise up to. So it was a, it was a fantastic opportunity at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you really mentioned about sort of your personal brand and leveraging social media. And I've, I've watched you over the last year and you've really done a fantastic job. So what are some things that you, that you think about as you uh, continue to evolve your brand and, and, um, you know, share with others sort of your journey, especially, you know, with what we're going through now with all of the remote working that's happening. I mean, you know, you and I, we're used to being in the office every day or traveling on a plane to get to your remote teams. And now everything is really just um, everything's on a computer now. And so having to sort of read the room through a, through a digital screen and to try to figure out how do you motivate people in a much different way, how has that changed your approach to your, to your job? So I think uh, I had a great training managing 24 countries, I could say that, because when you manage 24 countries, you are always remote by definition. Great point. So, so, so um, you're always remote. So that means you have to read the room. You have to establish relationships. You've got to have trust. Uh, and, and you, have to, you have to be constantly communicating through different uh, uh, ways, right? Phone, FaceTime, WhatsApp, whatever it is, constant communication. So with the crisis where we, we are today, to me, it was just shifting in gears. I've seen the movie before. I was very comfortable and confident driving the team and helping the team. And I have to say at, at ISG, I mean, it was a couple of weeks into the new job when the crisis hit and we moved all working, uh, working from home. And to me, 
this was, oh my goodness, this is fantastic. I know how to make it happen. Yeah. And despite the challenges, I was able to, to show uh, confidence and, and leadership to the team who was at odds. They have never worked from home. They have never seen anything like this. They, they just, uh, they were used to one, uh, working at one, uh, one speed. So, so this was a very big change for them, but I, I was leading from the front and I have been leading from the front and I showed them that in every crisis, there is a silver lining. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll give you a couple of examples that showed that how I chose not to be paralyzed and also uh, maybe um, uh, created an excitement in the team. So maybe a couple of things here. So I created, when I started uh, with Intercontinental, I realized that there's an opportunity to do more learning. So I created a, a series that was called Brown Bag Lunches, which was really us listening to each other, talking about strategic initiatives that we are supporting, right? And I, my initial plan was at that time, I envisioned this once a month, we get around the table and eat lunch, somebody presents. We went into uh, the new ways of working and that once a month, eventually, we just put it in such a high gear that there were weeks we were four times meeting. We were learning about all the initiatives, sharing and actually meeting each other the way the team has not done before, which was very powerful because some of them have worked together, together for quite some time. And then once we taught each other enough, then I started inviting the business leaders. So let's say one of my team members talked about mobile. What are we doing in the mobile space? What is the strategy? What are the business cases that we have gotten approved? It's underway. So then I asked the leader of the mobile business unit, hey, come on in. Why don't you tell us how you are implying that, uh, uh, how you are utilizing that uh, product uh, that we are developing? What, what is what impact does it have for the guests? And have that full circus. So I did this in multiple occasions, which was an incredibly powerful learning from a, from our own perspective and also the business leader teaching us uh, on how or educating us on how these uh, strategies are being implemented in real life. And I also use these opportunities uh, to, to hear from the business leaders on their ideal um, uh, business partnering with us. What does business partnering mean? How do we add value to you? How do you work with us? How would you like to work with us? So it was also yet another element of education because again, yeah. I wanted to raise the bar with the team. So that was fantastic. Then I also created something, Women in Finance. So it, it was an initiative. Again, the first two weeks, I, I, I had the idea. I got the buy-in from, from the leadership. And this was about allowing women at lower level of the organization in, in finance to, to help develop that courage, that confidence, so that they would be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. Because technically extremely able, but how do you make that switch when you are actually confident enough to speak up? Right. Confident enough to make mistakes and recognize those mistakes, you know? So we created a group and actually we never had a real in-person meeting. So we are coming up on the third meeting uh, next week. And, yeah. and the first one was internal meet and read who is who. And then I started bringing in and I have lined up um, women from my network who come from different walks of life, diverse backgrounds, uh, personally diverse, other countries, race, color, religion, all, all that good stuff, so that they could be sharing their stories and helping these women um, on this journey. And now mm -hmm. it's the focus next week will be resilience, how you overcome challenges, because, you know, some of them are pretty beat, beat down. How do yeah. you overcome? 
So, so that's another initiative. And maybe I named one other one is the skip level meetings. I mean, again, giving the opportunity for the people uh, uh, who are skip level from me to mm-hmm. be heard, to talk about career aspirations, soft skills, technical mm-hmm. skills, what, you know, their career aspirations, etc. And some of these conversations are very, very valuable because they, they realize I'm investing in them. Yeah. And also that they might realize they are not yet ready for that position that they thought they were ready for. Yeah. Yeah. So and during good. crisis, it's so important, I think, to help people remain focused and also focus not only on the job to be done and get it done, but it's also about their uh, about their development. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's um, it's great that that you are giving back and realizing that you can help others in this, you know, really stressful time where people aren't used to working in this type of an environment and using this opportunity to make changes for the better and not be paralyzed, you said, by the current situation. So yeah. that's really amazing. So, well, great. Well, any, um, any final thoughts that you um, want to say either about what you're currently doing at IHG or networking events coming up or anything that um, you'd like to sort of promote uh, from what you're involved with right now? Yeah, so maybe I just have maybe two kinds of thoughts. So the first one is, I mean, we talked a little bit about social media and and the digital platform. So I think uh, I cannot emphasize enough. I mean, this is the 21st century. So giving advice to the the young uh, professionals who are coming through, how important uh, it is to to get a voice, to be heard and and, uh, to... Uh, to be part of this networking. So that is absolutely, 20 years ago, this would not have been the message. But today, you know, uh, uh, stay in contact with people, reach out, learn, and and pay it forward, because that is the way to go. So so before any employer will call you and interview you, they will look at what they see about you. Sure. So so that is, to me, one of the most important things, because they are looking for brand ambassadors. They are not going to hire somebody and mostly as you you go up in in in, uh, in seniority who has a bad uh, uh, who has bad footprint on on digital media because that could be detrimental to them right yep so that's one one and the second i would say is with all of us so with being in finance and being in any support organization i think it is important that we continuously think about learning and developing new skills so i give you an example in my area so i work uh, i support commercial technology technology ever changing right when i think about technology there's two things one of them is really security mm-hmm. so and then the other one is the hardcore technology blockchain um uh what uh, uh, blockchain, uh, cloud strategy, machine learning, etc. So I have uh, taken it up on myself to work with, I'm working with the CTO, the CISO, and learning from them and getting guidance from them. How do I find uh, relevant information about these areas so that I could be understanding from business point of view what we should be doing, what is the right level of security or, or what technology we should be applying. So when we discuss business cases, I could be a better partner to that. So I guess what I'm saying here is skilling yourself and looking for skill sets continuously, new skill sets is very important to, the, to your future success because, because people get, in terms of the new degrees that are coming out, if you don't understand how data-driven decisioning is or Tableau or other, other um, you know, business objects or other visualization software, you don't understand where the technology is going. Every company at the end is a technology company just serving different industries. 
And the more you know, the more the better value, more value you could create for your uh, internal customer base. So those would be my two advices. Great advice. And you're right. It is a continual learning journey for all of us, right? You're never, you're never truly gained all the knowledge you're going to need because external changes happen, internal changes happen, personal changes happen. So always be uh, keeping up to date with things and, and always learning and having that mindset is, is really critical for the success for your, for your career. Well, Judy, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Um, it's always great to catch up and some sound advice for people out there to, uh, to help um, chart their own career path as well. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Paul, for the opportunity. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.